0: Microsoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. Ethel, episode 14. From the library, Ethel went up to the schoolroom, where Nanette and the younger cousins were engaged with their tasks for the morrow. "'Oh, I'm so glad you've come at last, Ethel dear,' said Nanette. "'It always seems lonesome without you, and besides, I want your help with this lesson. It's so hard, and you always know how to explain things and make them easy,' Ethel's eyes filled. "'What would Nan, dear little Nan, do without her big sister, who had always tried to bear every burden for her?' But conquering her emotion by a great and determined effort, she took a seat by her little sister's side and gave the needed help. The children were required to study only one hour in the evening, and soon books were laid aside, and they ran off to the nursery for a game of romps before going to bed. But Ethel lingered behind, and Miss Olney, the governess, presently inquired in a kindly tone if there was anything she wanted to say to her. Then Ethel's story came out, and with tears she confessed that the hardest part was the leaving of Nanette, without her sisterly care and assistance with tasks. Never mind that, dear child," Miss Olney said, softly stroking the young girl's hair. I will take your place in that, and though I am sorry indeed to part with so docile and industrious a pupil as yourself, I think you are doing just right, and I believe the Lord will bless and help you. And you know you will not be far away, and we may hope to see you frequently. From what you tell me of Mrs. Baker, I feel assured that she will prove a kind and pleasant employer, making you feel yourself just one of the family, not a stranger about whom they care nothing. Also I think the knowledge that you can come back to your home here at any time if you will, sure of a welcome from your kind uncle, and I dare say all the family will make it all the easier for you to be happy in your new surroundings. Yes, ma'am, my uncles are very, very kind to me, to my brother and sisters, too, and Harry and the girls can come to Mrs. Baker's sometimes to see me, any of the rest, of course, but I hardly suppose my aunt, uncles, or cousins will care to do that. But possibly I may one of these days, returned Miss Olney with a smile. I'd be delighted to see you, Ethel said, her eyes shining. Oh, I don't think I need feel unhappy. Or, as if I were alone in the world, would you tell Nan about it tonight, Miss Olney? No, I think not. Let her sleep in peace. I wouldn't tell her until after breakfast tomorrow. Ethel intended to act in accordance with that advice, but on going to her own room found Nan there standing with her eyes fastened upon the trunk her sister had been packing. Why, what's this trunk doing here? she asked. Are we going away, sister? Oh, I hope it's to visit at Mr. Keith's again, though I didn't suppose we'd be going there so early in this season. No, we are not, Nan, dear, returned Ethel in trembling tones, and catching her little sister in her arms, she held her close, kissing her again and again, while the great tears rolled down her cheeks, and sobs almost choked her. Oh, Ethel, what's the matter? cried Nan, in a fright. Oh, don't say you're going away from me. If you are going, you must take me along, for I could never, never do without you. You know I couldn't. Ethel struggled with her emotion. And presently finding her voice, I'm not going very far, Nan, dear, she said with a fresh burst of sobs, and I ought not to cry for as best I should go. It will be the best in the end, I'm sure, and our uncles are willing. Going where? asked Nan wildly. "'Oh, you shan't go. I can't do without you. You know I can't. "'But it's to make the home for you and Blanche and Harry and me. "'Besides, I'll not be far away, and we can often visit each other, "'and when at last we get the dear home, oh, how happy we shall be. "'But where are you going, and how do you expect to make the home?' In answer to that, Ethel told the whole story, winding up with, You see, Nan dear, it will not be so very hard. In fact, I think I shall like it very much. It will be so nice to feel that I am earning money toward the dear home we shall surely have some day. The worst of it is leaving you, but then it is not at all as if I were going far away. We can see each other very often, perhaps almost every day, and you can tell me all your little secrets, just as you always have and whatever i can do to help you i will you're sure of that aren't you darling little sister yes yes but oh i shall miss you so much i don't see what i can do without you you won't be all alone dear returned ethel soothingly The dear Lord Jesus will be just as near and able to help and comfort you as ever, and just as ready to hear your prayers as if you were a woman. You won't forget that. No, but, oh, I shall want you too, well, Nan, hiding her face on Ethel's shoulder. But remember, I'm not going far away, dear Nan, and we may see each other very often, repeated Ethel. Besides, you will be here with dear Uncle Albert, and the cousins are almost always kind nowadays now let, let us kneel down and say our prayers and then get into bed and go to sleep and you will feel better in the morning oh ethel is this the last time we'll sleep together sobbed nan creeping into her sister's arms as they laid themselves down upon the bed Very well, i suppose returned ethel trying hard to speak cheerfully but don't think about that dear nan But about the good time coming, when we shall have our own home, all four of us, together, and oh, such a good, happy time! But oh, it will be so long to wait, sighed the little girl, and Ethel felt like echoing the sigh. For her heart was very sore over Nan's distress, as well as her own sorrow, that they must now learn to live apart at least for a time. But both at length wept themselves to sleep. The situation did not look very much brighter to them in the morning, and there were traces of tears upon the cheeks of both when they took their places at the breakfast-table. Their aunt had not come down, she was seldom present at that early meal, but all the cousins except Arabella were in their places, and it seemed that all the older ones looked askance and with no very pleasant expression at her. But her uncle said good-morning in a very kindly tone, and heaped her plate and the nest with the most tempting viands the table offered. Ethel's heart was very full. She ate with but little appetite, and had finished her meal before any of the rest had satisfied their appetites. Her uncle saw it, and on leaving the table called her into the library, where he could speak to her alone. "'Well, my child,' he said, "'I hope you have thought better of it. By this time I do not want to leave us.' at that ethel's tears began to fall i'm sorry oh so sorry to leave you uncle she replied but you know promises have to be kept and i did promise to try it so please don't be angry with me i am sorry like yourself my dear child he said but do not blame you perhaps it is best you should try the plan for as you can come back whenever you wish it will not be risking a great deal and i fear you will never be content until you have made the experiment your aunt and cousins all know about it, and naturally are rather displeased, thinking it a proof that you do not value your home as you might. Oh, uncle, how can they think that? I am very, very grateful for your kindness, and given me such a home for so many years. But it would be asking too much of you to keep on supporting me and my sister nanette now when i have grown old enough to do something for myself i may hope if i begin at once to learn her and blanche and harry till they too are able to earn their own living don't you really think uncle that it is what is right and best for me to do that is a question we need not discuss now since you are deciding to try it he said looking at his watch well child i must be off to my business now so let me kiss you good-bye and do not forget that if you want to come back at any time your uncle albert's door is always open to you his dead brother's daughter he took her in his arms and caressed her tenderly as he spoke "'Dear Uncle, you have always been so good, so good and kind to me,' she sobbed, clinging about his neck. "'Oh, don't ever think for one minute that it's because I don't love you dearly, dearly, that I am going away.' "'No, I do not think that,' he said, soothingly. "'But if you come back soon to stay with me, I shall think that it is a proof that you do love me.' "'Indeed, indeed I do,' she exclaimed earnestly, the tears coursing down her cheeks as she spoke and may not come here to see you when I wish, and can be spared from the store? Certainly, and it is possible, I may someday call in upon you. Give me your address. She gave it, and he wrote it down in his notebook. How soon do you go, he asked. I promise to be there by nine o'clock this morning, she replied. So soon? Well, then I think it will not be best for you to see your aunt before. Before starting, she is not likely to be up, and would not wish to be disturbed, and you will be in again soon, so just leave your good-bye with the girls." Ethel was well content with that arrangement, for she had dreaded the parting interview with Mrs. Eldon. Besides, she was pressed for time to finish her packing and take leave of the others. The audios of her cousins were very coldly spoken, and no interest shown in her new enterprise. That saddened her, though she had hardly expected anything else the parting with Nanette, who wept and clung to her in an almost frantic abandonment of grief and despair, was the hardest thing of all. Blanche and Harry also were much distressed over the parting, but forgot their own sorrow in efforts to soothe and comfort poor little Nanette. At last Blanche succeeded in doing so in a measure by promising that when they were out for their walk that afternoon they would all go to see Ethel in her new abode. Oh, yes, so you must. "'That's a good idea, Blanche,' exclaimed Ethel. "'I don't think Mrs. Baker will mind, and I shall be just as glad to see you as you will be to see me.' "'But are we sure to be able to find the place?' asked Harry. "'Standing near, here I'll write it down, street and number, I mean, taking a small blank book from his pocket as he spoke, and then we'll be sure not to forget.' "'That's right, Harry,' Ethel said with a faint smile. "'I think you are going to make a good business man, as Uncle Albert says.' she gave the requested information, then a hasty and last goodbye to each, and hurried away, leaving Nanette in tears, the other two looking distressed and well begun Thank you for listening to another episode of Agersoft Story Classic.